Good morning, Adonai family. So good that we can break bread together. And I trust that you've been encouraged with what Annie has shared this morning, how God has been wonderfully working in us, through us, and amongst the people that are here. You know, once you experience the love of God and you taste His goodness, it's very difficult not to fall in love with Jesus. And if you've been listening to our sermons week after week and not committed your life to Jesus, then probably today is the day where you should think of surrendering your life to the Lord Jesus as your Savior. During this week, in my time of devotions, I've been reading the book of Hebrews and I felt very strengthened and encouraged in my faith when I came across this portion of Scripture. So I'd like you to turn to your Bibles or look on the screen and follow me as we read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. It says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, the presence is talking about Jesus, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, this is talking about Jesus. The title of my message this morning is called, Anchored in Heaven. It is very encouraging to know that we have our hope anchored in Jesus Christ, who is sure and is steadfast. That's the anchor. And the Bible tells us that Jesus has entered heaven as our forerunner to represent you and me before God Almighty. So what does it mean when the Bible says that Jesus is the anchor of the soul. No ship goes to sail without an anchor. It's the anchor that steadies the ship even in the midst of a storm. So when Jesus is referred to as the anchor of our soul, it means that even though we are in the midst of turbulence and storms and trials and challenges, Jesus is our anchor when we put our hope in Him. Just as an anchor prevents the ship from going through a shipwreck, in the same way, when our confidence is in Christ, in Jesus, our hope is in Him, He prevents us, He steadies our lives. We are not like a ship tossed to and fro. Our faith is anchored in Him. And He will safeguard us and we will, be not, and we will not be destroyed by the storms that we go through in life. And this is the verse that came to my mind as I read this passage in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1. The Lord says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I'm going to read that again. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scotch you. And I believe that this is about Jesus 
being our anchor when we put our hope and our confidence in Him. And every time we trust in the Lord, our hope is anchored in heaven. Our life is steadied by the hope that we have in Jesus Christ who is representing you and me even right now. Just as a physical anchor holds the ship down, Jesus, our spiritual anchor, lifts us up and protects us from every oppression, every attack of the enemy and the onslaught of the enemy. And this is what I want to share with you. The ship, when it's going through storms, the anchor holds the ship down. When we go through storms, the anchor of Jesus holds us up. He lifts us up that even though we go through the waters, the waters will not overtake us. Even though you go through the fire, we shall not be burned, nor shall the flames caught you, because He holds us in, in that place of safety and security. Now, this anchor, the Bible says, has gone beyond the veil. And that anchor will not let you down. So when the Bible talks about a veil, in the Old Testament, there was a veil that, pre- that stopped or prevented people from entering into the Holy of Holies. God was so holy that no one could just walk into His presence other than the high priest. Now we're talking about Jesus, our great high priest, entered into the veil, now symbolizing heaven itself, for you and for me in intercession and in, and in, uh, in a place of praying for, for us in the midst of whatever goes on in our lives. Isaiah 54 verse 4 says, Do not fear, for you shall not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood, anymore. And so all of these verses are encouraging verses. They are verses that gives us hope. But when we receive these verses and do not hold on to Jesus, putting our faith in Him, then these verses become irrelevant. Romans chapter 10 verse 11 says, whoever believes in Him, whoever. You may be first time listening to this message, but if you choose to believe in Him, The Bible says, you will not be put to shame. And I've seen this true in my life. And not only my life, but many can testify. When our trust and our hope is in Him, He will never put us to shame. There's another encouraging part to the ministry of Jesus in heaven, as our high priest, as our anchor. In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 22, the Bible says, that Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. That means, Jesus is there in heaven as our guarantee, making sure that the new covenant is part and parcel of our experience here on earth. He is the guarantor. He is the surety of the better covenant. What is that better covenant? The new covenant. The new covenant is Jesus' death on the cross and His resurrection. He made a covenant with us. God made a covenant with us through His Son, Jesus. Now, I want us to look at seven qualities of this anchor called Jesus. Seven qualities in these few verses. Hebrews chapter 7, 24 to 26. 
And as I read, I'm going to highlight one of those qualities. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. This anchor is forever. This anchor is not for a time, but it's forever. Verse 25, Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The second quality of this anchor, he's able to save. He has the ability to save to the uttermost, to those who come to him. The third quality of this anchor, he makes intercession for us. For such a high priest was fitting for us. Who is another quality? The fourth quality, he is holy. Fifth, he's harmless. Six, he's undefiled. Seven, separate from sinners and has become uh, higher than the heavens. What a wonderful anchor we, are, we have in Christ. I'm going to go through those seven qualities. His, his ministry continues forever. The anchor of Jesus Second, he's able to save to the uttermost. Third, his intercession anchors us in heaven itself. He is our high priest, and he is holy, he's blameless, he's undefiled, he's separate from sinners, and has been resurrected into the heavens. Now, if we are anchored in Christ, then this is what the Bible encourages us to do in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 23. Therefore, because of this, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Look at what the Bible says. Having Jesus as our high priest, we can enter heaven itself, the holy of holies, through the blood of Jesus. We have the sense of boldness because we are not coming before God in our righteousness, and what we did or didn't do, we come based on Jesus, our high priest. Remember, our faith is anchored in Jesus. And where is Jesus? He's right there before God, representing us. Verse 20 says, We have boldness to come by a new and living way, which He consecrated for us. So what did Jesus do? He gave us access into heaven itself, by a new and a living way. What's the new and living way? Not the Old Testament commandments, no more the sacrifice of bulls and animals, no longer this law and that law. The new way is through the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Jesus Himself sacrificed Himself so that we can have the boldness to come before God. He, he not only gave us access, He consecrated. The word consecrated means set apart. He set it apart for us to have this great opportunity to come before Almighty God through the veil that is His flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, the house of God is His church. Verse 22 is an invitation. Let us draw near with a true heart or a sincere heart. Let's come before God knowing that He is aware of our spiritual condition our emotional condition, our spiritual condition. Let's come before Him with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Why does the Bible talk of full assurance of faith? Because when we stand in boldness, we have the confidence that God is not going to reject us. 
He's not going to condemn us. But the full assurance of faith is, we know that because of Jesus, we will be 100% accepted by the Father and 100% forgiven by Him. So it says, come with true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. You know, church, if you've been listening to the messages that we've been preaching here at Adonai, you've probably heard me say this. We must get rid of our evil conscience and have a pure conscience. An evil conscience is a conscience that tells you, oh, you sinned, you're guilty, God's going to condemn you. That's an evil conscience. A conscience that's always dwelling on your past mistakes. God not only forgives you, He purifies the very conscience that we have to know we are justified and we are forgiven people. Our bodies are washed with pure water. We are sanctified. Verse 23. Here's the anchor and this is what we must do. Hold fast the compassion of our hope. He is our hope. When you hold fast to, the, uh, to our hope, we are holding on to that anchor Jesus. Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And so, I trust that in the midst of all the uncertainties that, go, that is going around, our faith is anchored in Jesus and our lives are steadied, secure, steadfast because of who he is and how He represents you and me before God. And I just thank God that uh, when Jesus is our anchor, we live in His protection, we live in the security, because He's the perfect anchor for our lives, who's holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. There is no better person who can anchor us at any point of our life. So I'd like us to take a moment as we break bread this morning. I trust that you've got your wine and bread ready. And as you keep that ready near your bedside or wherever you're sitting around the table, I'd like us to reflect on what I just said this morning. And as we partake of the bread and the wine... I want you to thank God for Jesus, who is your anchor. So take a few moments to thank Him. Say, Lord, thank You for being that anchor, Lord. You are that surety. You are that one who steadies us when we are filled with anxiety. Thank Him. I want you to thank Him that He's representing you. He's interceding for you. My prayers, the prayers of others can fail. But the prayers of Jesus will never fail. And He's right there, face to face with God, calling your name right now in intercession. And if you believe that this evening, this morning, I want you to thank Him. Say, Lord, thank You. Thank You for representing me. Thank You, Lord, that You are there as my pre high priest who's there in, the heaven, in heaven, face to face with God. It is because of Him 
you and I are accepted. Because of Him, you and I are forgiven. We know what it is to live in the forgiveness of God. We know what it is to live in the love of God. As you take the wine and the bread, I want your hearts to be filled with gratitude. And I want you to thank Him for being your Savior. The bread represents the body of Jesus. The wine represents the blood that was shed. The bread in this context represents the veil that Jesus passed through to get into heaven. The blood speaks of His sacrifice that gave us access into His presence. And I want you to thank Him for being your protector. He's kept you safe for all these months. He's watched over you. His presence has been with Him. And I want you to take that moment to thank Him as we partake in the bread and the wine. That your confidence is in Him. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, that even as we partake the wheel of the bread that speaks of the wheel, how you broke through your human flesh, getting into heaven to represent us through your precious blood, speaks of the wine. I pray that we are anchoring our soul, our mind, our emotions in you, Jesus. That as we partake of it, may your presence fill our lives, Lord. May every doubt be eradicated. May every anxiety be lifted off. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you touch your people as we partake of this bread. In Jesus' name, Amen. I just feel that the Holy Spirit is ministering to people right now. And I don't know why I'm getting the picture of a man walking up and down, pacing the room. You're restless as something is, is troubling you. God has got His eyes on you this morning. And God sees your heart that's so troubled as manifesting in restlessness. I want you to pause right now and push aside your anxiety. Push away all of those thoughts of uncertainty and hopelessness and ask God to to take control of your life. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you break that oppression of this man's life. That every spirit that's troubling in him, oppressing him, I break the hold of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that your Holy Spirit, your anointing, will minister to him right now, Lord. You know who he is by name. You see him right now. I pray that you would touch him, Lord. Lift off that yoke of heaviness. I pray that his soul will be once again anchored in you, Jesus, who is his representative, Lord. And that he will hear your words saying, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I pray that your peace will rest upon him, Lord. And I pray for those who identify with that word, Lord. 
that you will bring peace in each one's hearts, Lord. That we will bring us to a place of an inner confidence, Lord. Knowing that we are not alone, but our lives are anchored in you. That you are there to lift us up. That no matter what the storms are, no matter what the fire we go through, you will not allow it to touch our lives, Lord. Because you are our protector. You are our healer and our deliverer. And I pray that you manifest your presence, Lord. Each one as we partake of this in our homes. For your glory and your praise. In Jesus' name, Amen. I trust you've been blessed and encouraged. God is good and He's good all the time. And that you will have a great, wonderful week ahead of you. Thank you so much for praying for us and I ask you to continue to pray for us as we have a lot of other meetings lined up. God is doing something amazing where we are actually seeing uh, the intervention of God in a way that we've never seen before. And the way doors are being opened, it's all because of His goodness and His mercy. So God bless you and have a wonderful week.